was told you were coming. So, who do you kill for fun around? If this girl gives him one minute of happiness, it is one minute too yeah, much. Baby. She's not angel anymore. I'm back. Jeez. I don't like vampires. I'll take a stand and say they're not good. You like again. Fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this way. Huzzah! Yay! Welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Today we are reviewing Season 2, Episode 12, Bad Eggs. We are officially more than halfway through Season 1. Yeah. So, is, wait... Is it 20? I thought it's 26 episodes. 22 episodes per 22. season. 22. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. 22. Damn. My favorite number. Is it? Yeah. You always forget about this, Rex. I'm haunted by the number 22. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, you're being your sarcastic favorite. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you meant actual favorite number. I was confused. Remember you wrote a creepy story about the number 22 before I did. you... Be- I don't want to discuss that creepy story on the podcast, though. Why not? So you wrote a creepy story about uh, the number 22 before you ever knew me, and that's just fucked up. That's not enough for somebody to steal the idea. Don't give me that look. <sighs> I do plan to do something with it someday. Okay, well, fine. <laughs> I mean, okay, so we're a little bit more popular today, suddenly, this week, than we were last week. By the way, we promise you all we're going to stay humble, and we're going to keep doing a bang-up job on this podcast, even though our our daily record for downloads got broken more than doubled today. So that's awesome. Also, guess what, guys? We are actually live and hot and on the fucking wire this episode. (laughs) You know what I fucking did earlier today? I set up a goddamn phone number with a voicemail. I can't believe you actually did this. And you can actually call it and leave messages whenever I ask a stupid-ass question and go, why don't you call in and let us know what you think? Well, guess what, everybody? That number is... 269-743-0783. One more time. That's Beer with Buffy at 269-743-0783. Please call it and leave weird messages. I I seriously can't believe we're actually doing this. I know. (laughs) I feel like this is going to backfire horribly. It really could. (laughs) Hey, I turned on the spam filter. We'll see how well it works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're we're gonna probably have to uh, filter that ourselves, right? <laughs> so, other than that, how's your week been, Rex? What have you been up to? Oh, not bad. I'm almost off third shift. Yay! Excellent. I'll see the sun again. Yeah, and besides that, you know, we've just got a you know, minor little snowmageddon happening. <laughs> it's very cold outside right now. Had to shovel an entire driveway for like the first time in my adult life. I live in an apartment. <laughs> hey, I can't wait for that to happen Josh, again, honestly. How about a mom synopsis? Joshua, what are you doing? You can't leave the house. It's pandemonium out there. At least take some salts and some de-icer with you and a shovel. And here, let me button your mittens to your coat. <laughs> Why don't you just climb into the back seat and play this Game Boy? You know how you love your Game Boy. <laughs> Actually, Mom, I, I never owned a Game Boy when I was a child because we were too poor. Don't remind me! 
remind me of things that made me feel guilty. <laughs> that makes me feel guilty. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. You're such a burden. <laughs> wow, I never thought you'd come out and say it. I don't mean burden, Joshua. I just mean you're really inconvenient to my entire life style. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mom, you sound a lot like Joyce today. <laughs> What's going on in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I forgot to ask you, Joshua. Good callback. Yeah, that was, that was a good tie-in, I know. I'm pretty good at this, if I do say so myself. How's that humble thing going? And I do. <laughs> What's happening in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Joshua? There seem to be... Little face hugger scorpion thingies that are gross and ew. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, Mom. But they're possessing the entire school and growing their mother thing yeah. under the concrete and being chased by hillbilly cowboy vampires who are morons and really tropey, I guess. I don't know how better to describe them. But yeah, Monster of the Week. Scorpion facehugger things. Buffy kills them. Everything gets better. And that's it. That's your mom's synopsis. How do you feel about that, Rex? Uh, I've had better. I, you know. <laughs> that's a good line. I'm going to start saying that. All the time. You already do. <laughs> you stole it from me, fucker. It's a good line. I know it's a good line. You're welcome. Is this from me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give, 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 give me more! Nights I shall walk in Hold on. You've got something here. Huh? So we, we called open to the mall. You ever notice every mall, every single fucking mall looks the same? It's um, creepy. A little bit, yeah. I mean, so it sounded like they were doing errands. Yeah, at the mall. Who does errands at the mall? Like, they had this list of things, and it was completely joyless. I shall call her Joyless Joyce. Before we get there, though, it opens up with some really good crane work. They used a crane. You always notice the crane work. I like cinematography. Why could why wouldn't you use a crane in the mall? There's enough headspace. Yeah. But they, they start on ground floor, they crane up, and Joyce and Buffy are on the second floor. Like you said, they're running errands yeah. at the fucking mall. All I can think is, God, I can't imagine having that much disposable income. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but what boggles my mind is they're doing this and the mall is like closing. Like, because Joyce is like, oh, the stores are going to close. But the fucking mall is packed, for fuck's sake. As far as I know, the malls, like, a big mall like that closes around 9 o'clock at night on a weekday. So maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's a Sunday and it closes at 6. No, dude, this was in the 90s. This was the peak mall era. No, dude, this I went to the mall a lot in the 90s um, because that's, no, because you're right. I they, wanted to. It was the peak mall time. And my mom used to drop me off at the mall all the time, me and my brother, um, oh, dude, I always wanted to be a mall <laughs> rat, but I never got the opportunity. Yeah, I, you weren't. You really weren't missing much. Um, but it's awful being a mall rat with no money. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that's like one of my favorite movies. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, that's a fun movie. So, yeah, 
They're running errands. Joyce sends Buffy on an errand to get a, pick up a dress. Oh, right. But I, I, I thought it was funny that they were arguing about this outfit that Buffy wanted. Yeah. And apparently it was too revealing or... I don't know. They, they Streetwalker. Streetwalkering. That's Joyce. what she said. I was going to say, <laughs> they didn't use the word slutty, but that's pretty much what Joyce was trying to yeah. say. And I, I thought it was interesting because Buffy was like, uh, right, so I'll be too young for it until I'm too old for it. And Joyce is like, that's the idea. With that yeah. super nice, like, God, no wonder she hooked up with Ted kind of <laughs> look on her face. I, I resent Pretty much everything she says, but just right off the bat, she's saying shit that just makes me go, because I'm like, who are you to deny an experience that might ultimately help your daughter to find herself? I dislike that it shows that she doesn't trust her enough to come to the right decision about it and make good decisions in the long run on her own. And that just goes through this whole episode, too. Yes, that's a huge theme throughout this whole episode, which is why I wanted to get it in right now. Yeah, Joyce fucking irritates me. Because Buffy is, like, practically a fucking adult. She's 17 now. Yeah, and it boggles my mind. So She treats her back... like a fucking middle schooler this whole episode. Oh, yeah. Whole episode. Looking back on the series, I always had fairly fond thoughts of Joyce as a character. Mm -hmm. And rewatching now is kind of teaching me. I didn't till I did. And I think the window of time that I had fond thoughts of this character was very narrow. I still, I don't like her. I don't like her. She's a overbearing, condescending control oh, freak. Very condescending. Yes. Um, I don't remember really having good feelings about her at all until right before she dies. And I know I've mentioned that before, but yeah. I st <laughs> this is a great episode for making me trust my former uh, emotions about that, which I can't always trust my teenage opinions that I recall having. Right. So anyway, Buffy decides she's, you know, she goes down the, uh, the escalator and this this camera work that they did here kind of like fucked with my head because I, I didn't realize what I was seeing at first. So she's going down the escalator. She sees a couple coming up the escalator on the other side. Uh -huh. And then she looks to the other side at a mirror. And I didn't immediately recognize that she had looked at a mirror. Oh, that's what was to, happening. I had to go back and rewatch it a couple of times. Yes. Because she looks at the mirror, and when she looks at the mirror, she only sees the the girl. Gotcha. And at first, I'm like, why is there, like, two escalators going up on either side of the down? And it, like, I didn't even my head at first. I didn't even think of that good, because I was going to ask you. I was like, so she looks to the right, and she sees this woman, and then she looks to the left, and she sees this couple... And, like, what was her clue? Why did she chase yeah, them? I she, didn't notice that was yep, a mirror. Yep. That was not made clear at no, all. It, it, I think it's because it was so quickly done. Yeah. But she follows them because, obviously, the dude's a vampire. Like, they, they needed to establish that it was a mirror first. Yeah. Like, Buffy could have been doing her hair or something. Well, they needed a wider shot, I think. Uh-huh. But... Anyway, she follows them to a, an arcade that's already closed, and for some reason, the door is not locked. <laughs> I mean... Fights the dude. It's not surprising it's a, to see an empty arcade these days. <laughs> yeah, these days. Let alone one that still exists, but uh, in the 90s, like, arcades There's were no way that arcade would have been empty that day. <laughs> they did establish that all the stores were starting to close, so maybe they had already closed. But, yeah, still... 
all the fucking it, games it, are still on and it, shit. It wouldn't have been accessible like that. But yeah, we get it's a fairly lackluster short fight here. Buffy at one point at the very tail end of the fight throws the dude and he rolls and there's this cool little bit I don't know if you picked up on it, but he, when he rolls, his hat comes off his head and he grabs it out of midair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. It was, the stunt the stunt dude who did it was it was a cool little move. Uh-huh. I it just stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. But he's like, "Oh, you'll you'll see me again. This isn't over." and runs away. Right. I enjoyed that cuz I completely expected him to get dusted right there in the opening cuz that's usually what happens. Yeah. Here we have a a second instance of a vampire actually running away to fight another day. Yep. And I I really enjoy that I hated him purely based on his crappy accent and his stupid hat. Like I think that hat is why the term ass hat exists. <laughs> it's either because only assholes wear them, or because it actually looks like an ass on top. It looks like an ass crack. I, it's just a cowboy hat, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. He is in the city. Why the fuck are you wearing a cowboy hat? Yeah. Only pretentious like, people wear cowboy hats in the city. The whole episode, I'm just like, what pickup truck <laughs> did they audition this guy on? Oh, my God. shit. So she catches back up to her mom. She forgot the dress. Her mom is pissy at her. When isn't her mom pissy exactly. at her? Good God. And she's like, ooh, mall food. All kind of like looking down at the mall. Fuck that. Mall food is awesome. Yeah. No, I, said, <laughs> I thought the same fucking thing. What's wrong with mall food? Excuse me. I go out of my way to eat at the mall. But Joyce is kind of getting on her and she's like, what What were you thinking? And she's like, I don't know, hunting and killing vampires and tell, just <laughs> blatantly tells Joyce the truth. And she's like, I don't know what goes on in your head. <laughs> well, I mean, what else can we expect? They've been withholding this information from her for years now. Yeah. Or Joyce must be really dumb at this point. <laughs> I or they're just really good at hiding it, but I don't know. Whatever. Dig this. Dig this. Sire has a wings. Sire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Water. Usual. Oh yeah. I hit him. With what? A desk. <laughs> After the credits, we open up to Cordy and Xander making out. Making out in a closet. Another theme throughout this episode. And she's like trying to talk to him while kissing him, which is just fucking hilarious to me. Did you get the quote? I didn't get the quote. Okay, so I got the quote. (laughs) Xander's like, you know, this would work a lot better for me if you didn't talk. And Cordelia's like, well, it'd work a lot better for me with the lights off. And then later, (laughs) because he's like... What, you can't do this? You can't look at me with the lights on? And she's like, it's not that I can't. It's just that I don't want to. <laughs> I, I just think it's hilarious that they're they're like really not into it at first until they start fighting. And then they're like, bam! Through this whole episode, their banter screams to me of two people who are really, really trying to banter. <laughs> they are putting in a lot of effort into having this discourse. Well, it's all they've really got. Well, it's also, they're trying to cover it up, so they're very oversteering. That's what it reads to me. Because they're like, oh, we can't like each other, we're supposed to hate each other, we need everyone else to think we hate each other, so we're going to way overdo the banter. 
But ironically, it's still kind of the most meaningful human interaction either of them have ever really had. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And their relationship is a great capstone to their personalities and the characterization on both of them so far. Yeah. Ooh, a capstone. Yeah. Getting all fancy. Yeah. (laughs) With your words. I got fancy beer, too. Yeah, using those words (laughs) in the English language and stuff. So, yeah, they end up making out more. (laughs) Then it goes into sex ed. My college had a a capstone requirement, is what they called it. I managed to get mine waived. (laughs) Yeah, all kinds of no thanks. (laughs) I actually heard really good things about the course, but I don't know, whatever. We don't need to go into that. Yeah, not important. They're at sex ed. (laughs) Sex ed! Nice little cut to... by the way, just the brief bit that we see of their sex ed class, way better than the sex ed class that I had in my school. Yeah? Oh, dude, I was an abstin- one of those abstinent-only classes. Oh, God. Where literally, they're like, sex is bad, you'll get pregnant, you'll catch diseases, here are some horrible slides. <laughs> that was the class. Yeah, they show you like a bunch <laughs> of pictures of... Genitals with herpes. And but no, these guys get to do the egg parenting thing. Yeah, so so after Xander and Cordelia pretty much all but have an argument about their makeout styles with each other in front of everyone, and somehow nobody picks up on that. So we're doing the fucking egg parenting thing. Can I even... Did you, did you have to do this at all in school? I never had to do this, but I did have classmates who they had these mechanical and electronic babies that are programmed to wake you up in the middle of the night and you can't turn them off and if there's any evidence of tampering you fail yeah so that's neat the egg is so much better (laughs) the egg you can literally just set on a shelf and not think about it or go the xander route and hard boil and hard boil it i feel like they would test that at, at the end of the project Honestly, in my eyes, hard boil the egg so you can have an egg carry that you can carry around and people can see you with it. And then, you know, get an egg out of your fridge before it's due and you have to turn the egg back in. (laughs) Well, also, the other trick to that is they need to put a non-reproducible mark, like a stamp, on the egg so that you can't do that. But they didn't. It's very obvious that this teacher did not put proper thought into this assignment. At all. And I don't know where they keep finding these fucking (laughs) demon teachers. But Buffy gets saddled with being a single parent because there was an odd number of students in the class. Which is kind of funny. Yeah. She's worried about reliving her mother's life or something. After they bring her, after Willow and Xander bring her the egg in the library and they're talking about it and Giles comes walking up and he just he looks at Buffy, looks at her egg, looks at Willow and Xander and looks at their eggs and looks back and looks back and he just why do you all have eggs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then no one says anything about it, and they continue on. Oh, yeah, you're... <laughs> they completely ignore it. Yeah, they... that's funny. But I... his expression during that, why do you all have eggs? Yeah. Just priceless. I liked what Buffy said when she first found out that she had to do the egg project. She's like, I can't do this. I killed my gigapet. <laughs> Literally. I sat on it, and it broke. <laughs> Did you have one of those? In school? No, but I remember when everybody did. I had one. And I can't remember if I thought it was stupid or was jealous or both. I had one. Because I never had one. I loved it for a week. It was great for a <laughs> week. And then it got boring. Mm. So then we go to hunting that night. 
Right. Well, real quick, Giles says, oh, hey, oh. so that dude you ran into, by the way, his name is Lyle George and his brother's name is Tector and they're from Abilene and they're cowboy vampires. Oh, yeah, They're rich. known for massacring an entire Mexican village in 1886 and that was before they were vampires. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, okay. They're according to the show, quote, bad dudes. Yeah. I mean, Giles is just fucking excellent at research on all kinds of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's impressive. So nice little setup for the biggest fucking red herring that ever oh, happened yeah god damn the whole episode so cut to hunting i say that with air quotes hard air quotes because <laughs> they're not hunting they're sticking each other's tongues down each other's throats i think angels air quotes were pretty hard <laughs> eh? Eh? Oh, god. <laughs> they're, like they're, <laughs> you guys we're totally hunting vampires with my penis! Ruh-roh, Shaggy. <laughs> and I swear to God, if you make another joke about Scooby Snacks, I will name the episode about it. I'm, I'm moving on from that joke. Oh, good. <laughs> but no, seriously, they make out, and then they walk five feet, and then they're making out again. Making out was never that fun for me. Like, I like it. It's enjoyable. It was for me when I was younger, and it was still new. I never really got that many opportunities. And I was still so hormone-driven that, like, it just gave me an adrenaline rush. And, like, I remember bragging to my friends in junior college about, I totally made out last night, you guys. And they were like, um, and? <laughs> Is that all you did? What? And I, I was like, oh, my God. I'll never feel like that, <laughs> like you guys. Here I am, age 34. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're getting old. Shut up. Let's review Buffy. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so Buffy doesn't get anything on the hunt, heads back home, tucks her egg in. Right, but we had that little scene where fucking Tweedledum and Fuckface oh, show up. yeah. Because <laughs> they're watching them. And they had a completely uh, non-substantial conversation where absolutely no expository information exactly. happens at all and then Buffy's house yep it's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all I, I can usually make a few vowel sounds and then I have to go away I don't mean to interrupt your downward mobility yeah you're the slayer and we're like the slayerettes oh please Buffy tucks her egg into bed goes to sleep and then one of the most Creepy and unner unnerving little bits yet in this goddamn. Go on, keep going. This is what this is my audio representation of what happened in the scene, and people can totally pay attention to what you're saying while I'm doing that. It's fine. I don't know if I'm goddamn. <laughs> No, so the egg... So it did a little... Like, little yeah, a little, like... Buffy's ear. <laughs> it's like the si the thickness of a pencil. This little, like, tentacle thing comes out of the egg and, like, and worms it goes, its way over... Doodle-doo! <laughs> it just gets... Buffy doodle-doo! <laughs> right? The title of this episode really needs to be Things That Make You Go... <laughs> or Buffy doodle-doo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. 
oh man, there's so many times watching this episode that I'm just like, (laughs) God. (laughs) Oh dear. It was unnerving. It's unnerving. And creepy. It's awful. And it's so awful. But good effects, honestly. I don't know what the, how, dude, I could not figure out how they got such a long tendril to come out of that tiny little egg. Oh, I think you, it was through the table. I just thought of that. Yeah, <laughs> ruining everything. God damn it! Why don't we just tear it apart a little more? You know, I don't like deconstructing things. Why are we even doing this? I quit. <laughs> so, what happens next? So the next day, Buffy and Willow are obviously drained, but um, tis. Stop! Stop saying "pedumptus." That sounds—it's pedumptus. I can't do that properly. Then stop saying it because pedumptus sounds. Then edit in the proper sound effect. No, I will not. Do your job. I do by cutting out lots of things you say. I've noticed. Actually, no, I haven't. I'm never very good at remembering shit I say. All right, so do you think Egbert's going to be a returning character? Egbert? Egbert. That's what she named her egg. (laughs) I think think the writers are really reaching (laughs) for new characters. This is where it's revealed. It's like Sheldon in Garfield. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) He's technically not born yet. (laughs) Anyway... We get a little bit of creepiness here as Giles is shelving books in the library. There's an egg moving behind some of the books. Yep, shaking around up there. Yep. Which was our little cue that Giles is probably possessed later. Yep. If we're paying attention, of course. But this is when it's revealed that Xander just hard-boiled his egg. Oh, also, just so that we're keeping up with the red herring bullshit between there, right after the scene yeah uh fuck nuts and douche tard are fuck was even they're hanging out in the sewers and then they just decide to start fighting they just start fighting each other why like and he's like oh i should have left you on the doorstep oh don't say that big brother well maybe i will next time oh that hurts me when you say that i'll throw you out oh why don't you just try i sure will i'm gonna hit you you go ahead (laughs) okay just and just fucking stop (laughs) oh brother because here's the thing. <laughs> I wish I could say that you are doing a bad representation. <laughs> but you're not. Yes, I know. <laughs> and that's upsetting to me. Like, I didn't even have to write that scene down. No. Do you want to know what I wrote? What'd you write? Tweedledum and fucknuts get in a fight over being <laughs> horny or something. I don't know. <laughs> Buffy wakes up and the egg is back to normal. Yeah, that's that's yeah. accurate. Big brother. Oh. So <laughs> Cordy comes into the library talking about how health class has been canceled. And she's very poorly just being like, "Hey Xander, let's go fuck in a closet." <laughs> yeah. It was pretty transparent. And this is the first time we ever get a vocal recognition from Willow and or Buffy but it happens to be both of them, that they're noticing some slightly weird behavior between Xander and Cordelia. So how many times in high school did a teacher of yours not show up and you got to just wander around? 
Never. Never. Always a substitute. Fucking ever. Yes. Substitute oh. teachers. <laughs> so I for this scene, I wrote down, oh, look, Cordy's being about as subtle as a brick to the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is where we find out that Xander boiled his egg. Yep. And Buffy and Willow are feeling shitty. Gosh, I wonder why. It's pretty obvious that something's about to go fucking crazy. Yep. Then we're back to another night of hunting. Uh-huh. And another night of making out. Oh, I had a quote of the day. When they find out that Giles, or that, when they find out that Xander had boiled his egg, Giles is like, I, I suppose there is a sort of Machiavellian ingenuity to your transgressions. And Xander's like, I resent that. Or possibly thank you. <laughs> <laughs> At least he recognizes that he's an idiot. Yeah. And he co- he just likes to cover all the possibilities. I think he'd be a good coder. A lot of times, that's... <laughs> I do a little bit of coding. And sometimes I'm just like, I just want to, you know, cover all the possibilities just to be sure. And that <laughs> seems to be how he thinks. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean you're smart. It just means that you're a little obsessive or compulsive. One or the other. Not necessarily both. We don't want to insult obsessive compulsive people. Right. Yeah. So back to hunting. They're making out again. They kind of fall into a heavy conversation here. Buffy gives Angel the rundown of what the the stupid egg class thing is. Yeah. The assignment. And they end up actually talking about how vampires can't have children. So obviously their relationship can't lead down that fucking road. Yeah. Another little build in their relationship moment. Yep. And this is when it's kind of revealed to the audience as a whole that Buffy does not really think so much about the next day. Yeah. Just kind of very in the moment, which really fits for her character. Absolutely. Honestly, for the shit that she's dealing with, why would you want to try and think five years ahead? Yeah. No, I Because... Live in the moment. Yeah. Carpe diem. <laughs> There's an old callback. I know, right? Hey, anyway, speaking of, even though it was actually a pretty decent scene, I think anytime Angel and Buffy have a relationship conversation in the graveyard, we need a little bit of a dramatic reading. So, (laughs) here we go. I'm all ears. Jazz hands. Oh, God. (laughs) Angel, when I look into the future, all I see is you. All I want is you. I know the feeling. That's their tongues on each other's tongues. Just throwing that out there. (laughs) I wish they could see your face. (laughs) Well, they can't. This is radio, Rex. Learn how things work. Christ. I did write down in my notes, wow, Angel can be broody while talking about love and being in love. That's impressive. It is. He really did hone his brooding skills. Excellent. He's a professional. (laughs) He's a professional. (laughs) Thank you, Rowan Atkinson. For putting that line in my head at a very young age. I don't know what that's from. We're not going into it. Moving along. (laughs) You you mean besides me? No. I didn't ask. You you mean mean besides me? Do you believe? believe, I didn't ask. We have to achieve our dreams. Otherwise we wither and die. 
going to the other cool place in Sunnydale. Schools don't have security guards. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> if they did, entire episodes of this show wouldn't have happened. But maybe that's why they have a security guard Fun now. Fun fact, <laughs> I am a security guard. What? I work. That is my normal job. You my real job. You specifically told me that you're not really a guard per se. At this job, I'm not technically a guard. I am an ass- I am a security associate at this job, but I have eight years security experience in various realms of the security field. Associate. Five years of my security experience is guard work. You know, when I was a bus driver, they called me a coach operator. Go on. My point being, (laughs) I have done lock rattling security, which is what this gentleman is portraying. Yes. You don't do lock rattling security in places like schools. Yeah. Places where it's one building and you just don't want people getting in, you lock the goddamn place, you fucking set an alarm, and you leave the building alone. And you leave, yes. And if the maybe alarm tur- goes off, maybe someone turn comes on and some cameras. In. The point is, though, why the fuck is this person there? Yeah, he might as well have been wearing a big, bright red shirt. Yep. Because the moment I saw him, I'm like, oh. He's going to die. Do we even see him later? No. He gets killed. Why wouldn't he have been appropriated into the hive? No idea. But he goes down into the basement. He goes into the same boiler room that the Scooby gang nearly died in, that Angel saved them from. Oh, was it? It's the same door. Oh, I didn't realize. I. It, That's fun. It's the same door. Yeah. Well, I... It totally tracks that that room would still be there. Yeah. Why not use it again and, later? But there's a hole in the wall. Yeah. And... As a security guard, I can feel very con- very confident in the belief that this is behavior that a security guard would not actually do. Fuck security guards. <laughs> Anybody with half a brain. There's a hole in the wall. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so- there's an a there's a door ajar and weird noises coming from a dark basement. Nope. Also, he moves boxes to to see the hole. That's a huge OSHA violation. <laughs> you can't have boxes stored next to a boiler. <laughs> yeah. But he moves the Come boxes. Come with me. Oh, God. And you'll be in a world of OSHA violations. I know all the words to that. <laughs> but I am being kind to our listeners and not singing with you. Oh, God. Thank you. <laughs> Please send donations to the Rex Not Singing Foundation <laughs> at 269-743-0783. Again, I don't, that's, I don't, the, that's the Rex Not Singing Foundation. Please send donations. You can contact them at 269-743-0783. That's a real number. I don't think you can send donations through a phone Well, number. fucking work it out, Rex. Okay? Because people need you to not sing. I still can't believe you said a And we, n- we need to make sure that that stays a thing. I'll have you know, I put conscious effort into that moment and not singing. Yeah. I'm still waiting for Fred to flood us with his messages so we can have a new segment. Oh, it's coming. He's already messaged me a bunch today. (laughs) He was very excited when he found out that phone number exists. Coming to you next episode. Fred's messages. This is happening. (laughs) Oh, God. Whether we like it or not. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, no, if I don't like it, we're not doing it. So Buffy gets home. <laughs> yes. No, we're getting the messages whether we like it or not. That's what I mean. That's also true. <laughs> so Buffy gets home and because she's not asleep like she's supposed to be, she's awake for when the egg hatches. Uh-huh. And it's super fucking creepy. Yeah. It's like a a mini face hugger. Uh-huh. It's a scorpion-esque face hugger. Yeah. I mean, face huggers are already pretty scorpion-esque. True. Except they stick their tails down your throat. And so no, these... No, they, uh, face huggers wrap their tail around your throat. Uh, Really? Yeah. They, oh, they and, stick their, like... And they've got a tendril coming out from, yeah. like, the center of their abdomen or yeah. whatever. And that goes down your throat. It's. I'm not even going to say what that's most representative of. I'm just not. No, good. Yeah. We're because avoiding, it's weird and creepy. We're avoiding that kind of verbiage on this show <laughs> for your benefit. Call and let us Why know we decide? how you feel about that at 269-743-0783. I'm, I'm are, afraid. Are we being too politically correct or not politically correct enough? I would like to know. <laughs> so Buffy kills this thing. It's a fun little bit here. Yeah. It's scurrying around the room. She yeah. kills it. I was like, stab her it. Mom. Stab it with fire. <laughs> yeah. Or, it or a fire. knife. Fine. <laughs> but her mom comes in after she's killed the thing. She covers it up. Yeah. But her mom sees that she's wearing clothes and then, of course, grounds her because obviously she's... She doesn't think that her daughter just got home. She thinks her daughter's about to leave, which, you know, fair point. I, it's not like she didn't. True. Uh, you know, who cares if the timeline was incorrect? She right. wasn't wrong. Right. Still, it feels like a bit of an overreaction. It's a nice little cut here, the transition. So she says, Buffy, you're grounded. And then it cuts, and then the next scene is them in the car going to school, and the sentence carries on like nothing happened. Yeah, that was neat how they um, did that. But Buffy gets to school. She talks to... Cordelia. Cordelia first. Who's... <laughs> Asking her about the egg. She's very defensive about her teddy bear backpack. Yes. Yeah. But that poor teddy bear backpack. <laughs> I, I have things to say about that when we get I have there. a quote here, though. Okay. She's asking Cordy about the egg and is like asking if it was weird and everything. And she, Cordy just looks at Buffy and goes, it's an egg, Buffy. It doesn't emote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. And immediately she... See somebody and she's like, oh, hey, is that your real hair? <laughs> <laughs> what? So Xander's not liking his candy bar. It's too cardboardy for him. Yep. And starts cracking open this egg. All right. I don't care if it's a face hugger, fucking body snatcher, scorpion, whatever. He obviously doesn't know that. Even if it's just a hard-boiled egg, if it hasn't been refrigerated for several days, you don't fucking eat it. Yeah. Also, to crack the shell, he rolls it on the cement bench. Uh-huh. What's wrong with that? Um, dirt. Oh, so what? It's just the shell. He's cracking it open. Those, the, the germs get into... Roll it between your fucking hands. <laughs> it's... It's good for the immune system, goddammit. A certain amount of exposure is good for the immune system, but you don't go licking dirt and, like, eating it. Sure, I agree. So he goes to bite into it, 
and apparently hasn't looked at this egg <laughs> at all in the process of deshelling it. Yeah, he managed to get a lot of shell off. Uh, more than half. Yeah. Well, okay, pretty much half. Too much. Yeah. Too much. It's not okay. No, it is not. It's really not. It's a very creepy little thing that's in this egg. Oh, yeah. And he screams, and Buffy and Cordy and Willow come running. And we establish that uh, Willow definitely has a one of those creatures attached to her spine yep. on her middle back. Uh, I was expecting it to be on the neck. Yeah. I don't know why. That would make it makes sense that it would be like makes on more the neck. sense really. I mean, okay, it's still getting to the spinal cord. Good enough for me. It's a one-off creature of the week episode. Hey, got your steak, steak. Hey, got your steak, 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 steak. Okay, so after Xander screams. As he should. They go to the la- the chemistry lab to dissect the things. They do. Um, <laughs> do, you have, do you have a quote of the day? Yes. I also have a quote of the day. Uh, how about I read Xander's, you read Buffy's? Sure. It opens with Xander going, can I just say, Gah. I see your Gah, and I raise you a, <laughs> I think that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. And again, <laughs> I say, this episode is all about things that make you go, Absolutely. <laughs> I couldn't Bleh. agree more, Rex. Let's talk for another hour about things we agree about. Yes. That'll be interesting. Yes. I mean, it, it might actually be. <laughs> Give us a call. Let us know if you think that'd be interesting. <laughs> Again, that number is 269-743-0783. This might be one of the first numbers in a long time that I actually get memorized just because I get... I have to hear you repeating it over and over again. I'm surprised I'm remembering it. Are you positive you're remembering it correctly? Oh, yes. Do you want me to double check? <laughs> God, no. My recall when it comes to looking at a number pad on a keyboard is flawless. Yeah. That's how I remember numbers by the pattern. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they're like, oh, we got to dissect it. And Xander goes, go on, Buffy, dissect it. And she says, I'm the Slayer. I slay things. <laughs> My work here is done. Uh, yeah. And you know, she is not wrong. She killed the thing. Why does she have to cut it up? Right? She brought it to their damn attention. Can somebody else pull their fucking weight around here? Yep. And we get a bit of a surprise here because it turns out that Cordy is also possessed. Also, I find it very foreboding that Willow keeps saying, oh, Giles wants to see it. Oh, Giles said to do this. Oh, Giles is on his way. Giles says this. Giles says that. Giles ain't saying shit. She playing you, girl. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure at this point, Giles has been taken. Oh, absolutely. Otherwise, he'd have been right fucking there. Oh, yeah. And like, Buffy, what's going on? I'm sorry. More Britishy though. Buffy. Uh, that's not British. Uh, Buffy, I dare say. <laughs> that's too British. What's going on? No, that's waspy. I lost my British. No. <laughs> no, we just need we just need a good Giles quote to come around and it'll just it'll come back like that. I'll be fine. Fucking <laughs> Cordy, I don't know what she grabbed to knock Buffy out, but she just lays her the fuck out. Buffy. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah, laser the fuck out. It looked like some sort of rod. 
Yeah. I, I don't, it looked like it would have hurt to fucking get hit with it. Well, you'd have to fucking put some power behind it to knock out the Slayer, for fuck's sake. But, I mean, also, it didn't look like it would have knocked her out. It looked like it would have just broken her jaw. Yeah. Anyway. They get dragged to a closet. And then we get Why this- they didn't immediately put the things on them... Well, they left eggs in. There weren't any hatched, apparently. I guess. I mean, that, that tracks, I think. Okay. Um, And so they left a couple eggs that were about to hatch in there with them. That yep. works. But they woke up sooner than they expected. Uh, but ne- in between, we get this montage of all the students and faculty that have been possessed. But before that, uh, Joyce eh? gets to the library. Oh, yeah. Yes. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I have a quote of the day here. Was it the burden quote? No. Okay, then I'll I'll get that one. Hey, go ahead and do this one. Um, I th- well the burden quote comes first. So okay, so to set it up. They're talking about Buffy. Joyce is complaining to Giles about Buffy. You know, kids, I don't want to say they're a burden, but actually I do want to say they're a burden. Actually, I do want to say burden. <laughs> I feel like I covered that in the mom synopsis. You did. Yeah, it was well, really well done. Totally good off call. the cuff too. Not gonna lie. Um, I'm just that good. But she asks Giles, oh, do you have any kids? And humble. (laughs) You're so humble, Josh. I know. I can't help it. (laughs) Asks Giles if he has any kids. He doesn't. It's kind of like having children sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what was your quote for this for this scene? So Joyce looks at the book on the desk and she says, uh, Bristos Demon Index Hell's Offspring? And Giles is like, uh, a hobby of mine, but having nothing to do with Buffy in any way. Like, <laughs> boy, that's nice and transparent. Yep. Or <laughs> not transparent at all. And then talks no, to Joyce a little bit more. No transparents involved at all. Oh, God. That's right. I went there. It's a bad place to go. <laughs> Is that a bad place to go? Give us a call oh, and let God us know. God damn it. 269 <laughs> uh, It's a real anyway, number this time, everybody. I swear. It is, actually. I swear to God. Give it a call right now. <laughs> anyway, the bit here where Giles says, oh, what's that? To Joyce, and Joyce turns around and looks, and he just very casually sets one of these things on her. And the look on his face when he does it. Dead-eyed. It's so creepy. It was very nicely done. I enjoyed it. I just wrote in big letters, what the fuck, Giles? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that ought to shut you up, Joyce. There we go. <laughs> and it does. <laughs> it did. kind of did. Yeah. Well, for a minute. So... This is where we get the rest of the montage of all the people in the school going into the basement. I feel like we got that montage before we saw Giles, though. It's it's cut in half. So we kind of got another portion of that montage. Because in, in this bit, they're digging. And I say digging with very hard air quotes. Super hard air <laughs> quotes. Because, oh my God, they're like... Tapping the tools against the ground. <laughs> These hard air quotes make Angel's hard air quotes look positively rope-like. And I, I'm, I'm wondering if, like, maybe they weren't allowed to, like, make it more realistic to be digging because they're actors. <laughs> well, like, I mean... They don't want them doing real work. The set design department <laughs> had, to, had to have teamed up with the props department... 
for this monster effect. Yeah. Oh man. And I mean, the monster in this with the the little critters are creepy all in themselves, but the thing under the ground. Yeah. Really well done. It didn't seem quite as involved as the reptile boy. No. But no. same vein. Yeah. Yeah. Very good fucking work. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, definitely. It's nice to see non-CG effects. Yep. And this is when uh, Xander and Buffy wake up. They realize the two eggs are there. <laughs> we get a funny little bit. Uh, well, she's like, uh, how are you doing, Xander? He's like, oh, last time Cordy dragged me in here, it was a lot nicer. Buffy says, what? <laughs> oh, nothing. Crazy talk. Head trauma. Like, ha he's making out with Cordy. Uh, she smashes the eggs. Yeah. It's gross. Ew. <laughs> it's very gross. <laughs> you notice the, like, goop color went from purple to black? I mean, that was definitely the most goop that we'd seen. Up that, until later. Up until that <laughs> point, yeah. But So they break out really easily. Buffy's just like, oh, look, there's a door. Yeah, because she's the Slayer. Uh-huh. Uh, they go to the library to find Giles. Giles is missing. They hear yelling from the hallway. Xander says, he must be out somewhere. Buffy says, well, he picked a hell of a time to get a life. <laughs> I found that entertaining. We hear yelling from uh, outside the library. You know, get off of me, get off of me. Well, just before Somebody that, help. in the span of like 30 seconds, a lot of exposition happens. They're like, yeah. oh, look at this book that pretty much answers all of oh, our questions. Right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, and there's an eggshell. Giles must be possessed. Hey. <laughs> Very nice turnaround there. It's really funny, though, because they're like, oh, we got to look stuff up in books. <laughs> yeah. And they're like looking at the library like, fuck me. Well, I like that <laughs> they took even just a moment to point out that sometimes you got to know where to start. And if you don't know where to start, it's fucking daunting. And that's Giles' superpower. Right? His superpower is he knows where to start. He always knows where to start with the research. Yeah, but it just, it made it feel a little more real to me that they took the time to throw in those couple of lines yeah. um, before they found the book. And so they end up finding the book that has the thing that uh, Willow mentioned in the in the lab before knocking him out. Uh-huh. Basically, the premise here is it's a prehistoric creature that lives in the ground. It's called a bizarre or something. Yeah. Bizarre. That's what I read it as. Whatever. But basically, it has these hatchling egg things that possess people and make those people do their bidding. They're parasitic, parasitic creatures. And they create... They, they transform basements into the Temple of Doom. Yeah, it's very like, I Temple I think of they were literally just trying to create that same feeling of like that scene where you see all the kids chipping away at the wall oh, in, yeah. in the Temple of Doom. That's exactly what, like they did a pretty good job. Not perfect, but pretty good at making it feel just like that. Also, do you remember the episode of Ren and Stimpy where Ren becomes the queen bee? I do remember that. Which is revolting and should never have been aired to that, small children. That fucking show should have never been aired the to small children. of that show, I, uh, I know. I uh, That show <laughs> has left like deep 
deep scars. Deep scars. <laughs> deep. <laughs> like, anyway, so deep. <laughs> the scars. <laughs> Let me show you how deep they go. Buffy. Oh, oh god damn it. I'm so broody, Buffy. <laughs> He's not here anymore. You don't know how deep my broody <laughs> scars are. <laughs> he is not in the rest of the episode. Till the <laughs> You're right. He's not. They follow Jonathan, who, as soon as they run out of the library, he's like perfectly fine. He's like, oh, I slipped. It's always a treat when Jonathan shows yeah. up. It's- I like that he... He keeps showing up, and he becomes a bigger part of the show. Yeah, very in- incrementally throughout the series. Definitely, it it adds depth to the the world that they live in, the Hoydenverse, if you will. Yeah, not if a you term we use nearly like enough in this. With you pronouncing your H's, Hoyden. It's Whedon. Hoyden. Whedon. Say cool. Cool. Now say whip. Whip. Now say cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. You pronounced it wrong. <laughs> You're not pronouncing the H's hard enough. I don't pronounce my H's like you, you pretentious bastard. Well, then maybe you should set up the jokes for me. That's what we're supposed to do. They get into the basement. Super fast expository research, neural clamping, yada, yada, we're, yada. We're way past that. We're Jonathan past screams that. in the hallway. They follow him. Probably okay, a trap. That's where we are. <laughs> They get into the basement. We get a funny little bit here where... I'll give you a funny little bit here. <sighs> we get a funny little bit here where... <laughs> Keep talking. I don't understand why you're not keeping talking. <laughs> because I'm laughing. Buffy goes to crawl through the hole. Xander's like, oh, be careful, and immediately trips and falls on his head. I'm just going to wait. <laughs> Everyone's a zombie. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Everyone's a zombie. God damn it. Stop it. Everyone's a zombie. I heard you. It's really hard to keep my train of thought when you're doing shit like that. <laughs> I heard you the first time. Come on, boss. Let's keep this moving. Xander follows Cordy and some other random dude, and Buffy starts looking for a weapon to kill the big thing in the ground. Oh, and Xander didn't even have to smear himself in zombie guts to be accepted no. by the horde. No, he so just, that's that's pretty handy. I mean, he already has a fairly vacant expression. Yeah, like naturally, <laughs> right? I mean, there's not a lot going on. Yeah, how do you feel about that, Nicholas Brendan? That's how <laughs> we feel about your face. Actually, you seem like a pretty cool dude, and actually pretty still active. Yeah. In stuff. Vacant and face. Gonna be near us soon. Yeah. On tour. It's coming and to like Ohio we, or something. Yeah. We're gonna try and snag you. If not, we'll snag somebody else. It's cool. Um, let us know if you're free though. Um moving we'll along. Just pick someone in a random parking lot. <laughs> Excuse me, were you on an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Why, yes, I happened to have been. <laughs> Dig this. Dig this. Sorry you has a weight. Funny that but you This asked is me. when the vampires show up. How like Yeah. He he like followed them into the basement. What the this, fuck? Yeah, enter worst red herring that ever happened. They could have made an entirely different episode about these fucking yeah. ass clowns. And they had to throw them in 
just for a minor extra complication with the body snatchers. And Come it's on. Not, it's not even that. Like, it doesn't even become a complication. Barely. It's it's a joke. Yeah. It's not even a good one. No, the, the only joke, the only joke with these fucking vampires is in the very first scene that he's in with Buffy, he says... You ain't seen the last of me, or this ain't over this yet. This ain't over yet. And Big brother. And then he shows up in this scene. He's like, it's not over yet. And we're going to fight. <laughs> and they fight. They end up in the room with all the zombie people. Hey, hey, Buffy. <laughs> we're going to have a bit of a tumble. I'm going to tumble around with you, and it is going to be a tumble. But both Buffy. But you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very them. <laughs> So Buffy and the vampire tumble into, god damn it, you put the word in my head, <laughs> tumble into the fucking cavern-esque thing that the creature's in and all the zombie people are in, and they start fighting, they're fighting each other, they're fighting the zombies while they're fighting each other. But the ranger's gonna get mad at us. <laughs> the ranger doesn't know what he's up to. Hey, hey, boo-boo. <laughs> yeah, so... What the fuck is the younger brother's name? Tector. Tector. T-E-C-T-O-R. Tector. fuck? I had to listen to Giles say it like eight times before I was like, fuck it, and I Googled it. So I went to the Buffy Wikipedia, and it's Tector. Because he's like, That's a stupid name. And his younger brother, Tector. And I'm like, that's not a name. You're saying Tector. What what is Tector? That's not a name. (laughs) He's like, what? This is weird. What's going on? And he dies immediately. Gets eaten by the creature. Yeah, it, it gets all tentacly up in there, and it sucks Tector in, and it, it eats him. And What's-His-Nuts doesn't even seem particularly affected by it, but he's, he's like... He's somewhat upset. <laughs> hey, Buffy, this is your fault. I'm gonna kill you because you did this. Even though it was obviously that tentacly demon over there. And she's like, how is it my fault? And she gets thrown to the ground. Uh, Joyce comes over with a pickaxe to... Pickaxe her head? I guess. I, do sure. You, can, do you stab someone with it? Like, eh. like it's it's pointy, so you're not chopping them with the pickaxe. Why split skulls about it? <laughs> Joyce misses, hits the ground. The tentacle thing grabs Buffy. She grabs the pickaxe and gets dragged into the ground. Yeah. She kills the goddamn thing. From inside of it. Because she... Is a badass. Yeah. Just like the fucking Reptile Boy episode, it's basically completely off camera and a little too quick for killing something that large and seemingly powerful. But hey, she's yeah. the Slayer, right? And as, as soon as it's dead, all the creepy crawly things fall off the, the zombie people. And in my opinion, she was not covered in nearly enough. N- no shit. Black goo. Yeah. Not nearly enough. So she pulls herself out of the ground. She's covered in goop. Not enough goop, as we established. Not nearly enough goop. Looks at Lyle. I, I didn't get what she said, but he just looks at her and goes, okay, <laughs> it's done. <laughs> and then runs away. Like she, a smart vampire. Yeah. Well, she didn't say anything. She just crawled out of the thing that just killed her his brother, which yeah. I don't know why they still had this brotherly connection. After they became vampires, but whatever. We did get a little bit during the fight uh, between Lyle and Buffy. Uh, We cut to Cordy and Xander, and Xander takes out the dude that's with Cordy and starts to fight Cordy. 
and Cordy hits him in the head, and he's like, "That's my bump." All right, he was like, "I don't want to hurt you, Cordy. I like you some of the time." <laughs> Something like, or he says, "I don't want to hurt you." Some, Some of, of the, the time. time. Yeah. <laughs> she hits him in the head and she's like, that's my bump. And I ha- I actually had to pull up the script <laughs> to find out what the fuck he was saying. Oh, yeah. Because the way he says it is weird. Well, because when they're in the closet, um, Buffy complains about having a bump on her head. And he's like, I'm going to have a fucking peninsula later. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ha, I live on the largest freshwater peninsula in the world. Yep. Yeah. See how I made that about me? Yeah. Immediately. I'm the only person that lives in Michigan. (laughs) The only one. Absolutely the only one. I'm just a figment of your imagination, apparently. (laughs) I mean, I'm glad you said it, not me. So the wrap-up is really fast. Um, Joyce continues to be unreasonable. Giles is disoriented. And what else? Anything? (laughs) So Xander is standing with Willow and Cordy. And telling him what's going on. And he's like, Willow <laughs> hit me. And Cordy's like, did I hit you? And she says, yes, everyone hit me. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I mean, not because I hit you, but I didn't want to be the only one left out. Which was just excellent Cordelia reasoning. <laughs> yes. We need, we need to write a book of Cordelia logic. I think it would be fascinating. And it all revolves around her to make her seem better than everyone else she's obviously the only person in california yeah so much like you're the only person in michigan it fits you know i didn't make the connection until you said that right now thank you figment of my imagination rex (laughs) so then buffy makes out with angel from her window because she's grounded and she's actually following the rules for a second and then it's over i mean joyce didn't tell her not to make out with hot boys in her windowsill so yeah. she's technically not breaking any rules. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Give, 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 give me more. Nights I shall give, walk give, in give, here. Give, 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 give. Hold on. You've got something here. Huh? Yeah, fat. One of the fastest wrap-ups ever. I, the story I, was just, oh, it's a gas leak. Yeah. I We're t- done. I really enjoy the faster wrap-ups. Yeah. We get some episodes where it's like, how is this still going? Yeah. The fight was done 10 minutes ago, for fuck's sake. Absolutely. So I'm just going to wrap this in with our wrap-up anyway, but how did you feel about the episode, Rex? <sighs> it had potential, but it didn't live up to it. Yeah. I could have done without the red herring. The uh, that there was, was wasted. Yeah, no, seriously, the cowboy vampires were completely wasted, and just an extra complication to fill in for the fact that they didn't have enough to go on with the body snatchers. Yep, the body snatcher bit. The way this was done was okay, but it the whole body snatcher thing is a very overdone concept in general. But it's been done. Regardless. Right, it's been done absolutely, and they didn't add anything to it i think they should have played up more on the creepy factor of this creature and kind of like because it, it it had the potential of like feeling like kind of like a a lovecraftian like great old one mm, yeah and they could they didn't they could have played on that 
Definitely. Way better. They could have done it in a way that worked for TV, but I just, I don't know. So I'm kind of eh on the episode. Fair enough. I'm right there with you. And we didn't really gain anything with the characters' personalities. We didn't really gain anything with their stories. We just really got to see Cordy and Xander make out a bunch. And Right. Like... I was just thinking this this episode really just kind of falls through the cracks and it just feels like a bastard middle child because we've already gotten done with our big plot line for the first half of the season about Spike. We haven't gotten into our real big bad of the season, which I'm I'm just not going to say. I'm sure spoilers don't really apply, but there's no reason to talk about it right now. Yeah. Because it hasn't happened yet. So, yeah, it's just it feels like. Kind of the calm before the storm. It really is. Yeah. And it it shows. You know... Oh, yeah. It definitely shows. You know what my biggest issue with this episode is, though? There is nothing that Joyce has learned from the previous episode. I know, right? Yeah. Nothing. Obviously, Buffy was right about Ted. Like... Yeah. They had some... The fuck does Joyce start giving Buffy some goddamn credit? They had some serious solidarity going and some serious mother-daughter bonding. And you would think that they'd be like two peas in a fucking pod after the shit they just went through. And that Joyce would cut her some fucking slack. Hey, you're nearly an adult. I watched you kick the fuck out of my abusive boyfriend. You're Why don't I just treat you like an adult now? Here's the keys to my car. Yeah. You know, just damn, damn. And she just treats her like a child the whole episode. I'm I, hoping I, I that. get it. It's hard for parents to let go, but come on. Yeah. Come the fuck on. I Joyce, hope it ends soon. Joyce feels like she should be way more. She seems like such a more sensible woman than that. Oh, yeah. For fuck's sake, we've had enough story with her in the in this season alone to show that she has enough character development. Yeah. She unquestionably should be a better fucking interaction with Buffy like, than this. She's an art curator. Wouldn't she be super progressive and understand what kind of a developmental point Buffy is in and give her some damn breathing room? God damn. Just damn. That's all I'm saying. What's your quote of the day, Rex? Uh, No, you know what? I'm going to have to go with, can I just say, (laughs) yeah, I see your, and I raise you a, it was a great Xander Buffy moment. That's legit. It was a great moment. And it, that was the, one scene in this entire episode that's like, these guys are friends. They, like, they deserve to be friends. <laughs> Absolutely. After all the shit <laughs> Buffy's put up with and she still likes him, you know what? Fucking kudos. Yeah. So what's your what's your quote of the day? Definitely gotta go with Giles. I suppose there is a sort of Machiavellian ingenuity to your transgressions. <laughs> Xander says, I resent that. Or possibly, thank you. Tandem quote. Tandem Giles Xander. We don't get a whole lot of Giles Giles and Xander banter. Yeah. Not enough, anyway. Sure, there is some. We definitely get a lot more later, I think. 
All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up. It's my close. So please subscribe to us on Twitter. Like our Facebook page. If you ever want to get in contact with us, feel free to email us at beerwithbuffy.com or literally leave us a voicemail at 269-743-0783. As always, thank you, Benjamin Alexander, for our fantastic music. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a good night. Sick, sick man. Thank you. You don't like the color? You have a sacred birthright. You were chosen to destroy vampires, not to wave pom poms at people. done why are we watching this <laughs>